0: Checklist podcast.
1: Here we are. How good are you right now, Marcus? What's up, America? My name is Heavy D. Yeah, we're back. That's me, Heavy D. That's Mr. DJ Marcus Wing. You got the DJ noises in there.
2: <laughs> that was, oh, hey, that, that was, sounds so realistic. Although, although so I've windy.
0: had like uh, months to prepare, I'm still running a little
1: bit. Uh, Behind D- on It R- wow, well, was, was anticlimactic. I guess, for yeah, a big I know. comeback tour. Shoot. Speaking of comeback, uh, guess what, guys? We're back. We're back at the table, ready to record another podcast. And uh, I got to tell you a couple things. First of all, I want to thank you for your patience as we've been uh, trying to coordinate schedules and get things back on track to be able to get in here and do some recording. Um, but there is a reason for our absence. Uh You know, doing this is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's always just fun and games. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love getting in here, sitting around the table, hanging out with my boys and with unique guests and talking about cool stuff. But at the same time, it is a huge time commitment from sitting down here recording to Marcus's time editing and getting these things loaded up. Like, it's a lot of work. Um, Well worth it, 100%, especially when we look uh, at our messages and our emails and DMs and stuff. And we see so much positive feedback from so many of you uh, who are actually listening to this and implementing what we're teaching and actually changing your lives. So that's huge to us. There's a ton of value in that. Um, Before I get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's uh, podcast, obviously, for those of you who are just joining us, I'll introduce you to the crew here, Um, longtime friends, uh, pretty much feels like family to me. Uh, We all work together in some capacity. And it's just good dudes. So to my right is DJ Marcus Wing. He is the audio man. And uh, apparently he's not. Season two. Can we call it season two? Yeah, we can call it season two. This four. is season two, man. Post it. halftime.
0: We're about 20 episodes in first. That's a great first that's season.
3: It's a, a really good first
2: season. You
0: know what? I like it. Yeah, season two.
1: Our last episode, was that with Billy Luber? with the
0: No, mortgage that shop? was uh, the bro down with uh, us and the muscle. Okay. Yeah. Kind so, of reflecting on the, the journey, you know, so this will
1: be episode like 19 20 20. Think, yeah, but
3: that episode was 20. a good wrap-up for season one Actually to
1: end on the bro the season bro two. What did you call it? Bro down to bro be honest down? with you? I yeah. didn't even I didn't realize that was uh It, it really was kind of a wrap-up. Fits nice. Yeah, fit, fit in well Um, so obviously dj marcus wing a long time good friend of mine event producer um all around just av genius So we call him DJ Marcus Wayne because originally he started his career DJing at a little uh, Mormon nightclub that we used to (laughs) frequent. And uh,
0: Thank you for your $10 donation. Yeah,
1: you've only gone up from there. Um, Next to him is one of our old new employees. Used to work for us, uh, took a small hiatus, and then came back. And uh, back with us is Mr. Josh Thompson, a.k.a. Burnout. Uh, Surprise guest tonight. I didn't know he was joining us, and I'm actually pumped on it because uh, Josh is good friend of ours he is kind of a multimedia genius creates videos pictures all kinds of awesome online content for us and he's also our parts manager here for the shop so
4: welcome to the show josh i'm super pumped to be here big josh super pumped fun fact about big josh
1: he is a phenomenal chef this man can prepare probably the most delicious steak and potatoes you've ever had in your entire life and i will put money on that that's right
3: the first time i met him is when i Got to have some of this food. What did we eat? You put like a daiquiri mix in it or something, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Potatoes. I did like a... Uh, oh, and the potatoes? I don't know what it was. Yes.
4: Didn't you put daiquiri mix in the potatoes or the chicken or something? Uh, the chicken. The oh, chicken okay. I did like a, a margarita mix. Yeah, That's it was, what it was. Without it's the tequila, I did that and then... Yeah, I did my... I'd my like to no partake. Tequila? Oh, It's yeah, unbelievable. So it is no joke. You yeah, taste it and you're this? like, how did they make that
1: flavor come out of a potato or a chicken? And there it is. It's just delicious. That's the magic of burnout. Congratulations. Uh, to my left is longtime best friend, pretty much like a brother to me, business partner, uh, and all around good dude, Mr. Diesel Dave. We missed you on the last couple podcasts because
2: you have a busy schedule. I'm kind of busy, but not, not any busier than my friends here.
1: When I say busy, I mean, you're very loyal to your, to the commitments that you make, such as young men's on Wednesday night. That's why we're trying to do this on a night other than Wednesday night, because obviously we don't want to pull you away from your church obligations. Guess who comes tomorrow night to the shop? Young men? The young men. Nice. It's weird I was going to ask if we uh, I could bring mine too. <laughs> bring on. This makes a great uh, visit, like a destination yeah. for the young men's and uh, you know mutual activities. Helped you guys understand, for those of you who are in LDS, which I think a good portion of our listeners are the same religion as we are, but for those of you who aren't, uh, young men's is a group in our church, basically, what's the age group, 12 to 16, 12 to 18? Yeah, they start them they're now, nine, I nine, think 11. Yeah. Uh, they're turning 12. And basically, Um, you're just partnered up in this, you know, in these groups with kids your age going through the same stuff, and you learn, uh, you know, church uh, and gospel and life principles together. And not only do you do that on Sundays, but you also do that sometimes during the week, like on a Wednesday or a Thursday night, get together. And I think the weekly activities are more or less like life activities, right? Like go out and just do something cool.
2: hang out, have fun with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy being a kid.
1: That's right. Uh, And then to Dave's left is Mr. Kenneth Thompson, longtime like who do i know i know you longest here right yeah yeah ever since fourth grade when i got your dirt bike impounded. that's right way back in the day way back East in the day. Layton elementary yeah that's right
3: so East
1: kenny China. kenny is a real estate expert um and when i say that he's not just like a guy that gets up and tells you how to buy and sell houses like he does very complex intricate like big development deals apartment complexes uh you're doing a lot of business outside of utah now right down in texas yeah we're uh Pretty heavy in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah. I mean,
3: love it down there. Does Very it still
0: require there. a good headshot?
3: A good, oh, like on a business card? Yeah. I don't even have business cards. No, I feel no. like headshot? everything
1: requires a good headshot. I've been okay, I'm gonna bring it back asking in. around, trying yeah. to find we'll get you some headshots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we we'll probably get some updated <laughs> headshots for you. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, guys, listen, um, obviously, we have taken a break. It's been a couple of months uh, since we were able to do a podcast. And I want to get into it, why that happened. Um, because at first, it was unintentional. And as time went on, it became a little bit more intentional, at least on my part. Now, I got to tell you full uh, like disclosure here, Marcus Wing has been dying to get together to do another podcast simply because, well, there's a lot of reasons. Obviously, there's tremendous benefit in sitting here talking about principles and things that make you a better person, right? Like I've been dying for it, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I missed it. It's been a little bit of a drought. I've done my best to, you know, go on on my own and continue to pursue my own personal development, but this was a big part of it, you know? So,
1: for those of you who are big time listeners and fans of the show, I just want you to know that these guys uh, sitting around me, between Dave, Kenny, and Marcus, um, they pushed really hard for us to get back together and sit down and do another recording. And it was never my intention to just not do anymore. I've always planned on doing it again. But here's what happens. Life happens sometimes and Before you know it you end up in situations and you end up in Almost uh, a state of mind that you never intended to be in you didn't you didn't you weren't heading that direction it wasn't your plan to Be doing those certain things or be feeling those um That certain way and what I mean by that is nothing crazy. I'm just talking about for example work, um I caught myself, luckily, in, in kind of a headspace where all I was doing was working. Everything revolved around work. And that's good because everything at work was benefiting from that. But everything else in my life, between my family life and my personal life and my fitness and everything else, I don't want to say it was falling apart because I have a great life, but I felt like I was losing balance. And that's kind of what this is about, is finding balance. Because it's really easy to be really good at one thing, but to be good at a lot of different things and be able to continue to flex different muscles and exercise different areas of your life that normally you wouldn't pay attention to, that's where things get tricky. And so I found my schedule and my thoughts and everything that I was doing becoming just a little lopsided. And to be very honest with you, I felt like if I were to come in and do another podcast just because we needed to do a podcast, that I would have been going through the motions and I wouldn't have been able to deliver like a sincere message. And so rather than creating content just for the sake of creating content, I chose not to. Um, And I feel like that's in my best interest. And I feel like it's in the listeners best interest because the last thing you want is for somebody to like, you don't want a sick person to come in and tell you what you gotta do to get better. Did we get heavy D back then? I mean, are you, are you,
0: you know, dude, so that's the thing. Like the the only reason I'm sitting here, the only
1: reason I'm sitting here is because I found balance and I'm guys, I'm telling you, this is nothing drastic or major. Nothing crazy happened in my life. I just started taking like inventory of my thoughts and my time and the things that I was doing. And I just realized that I needed to make some changes before I felt like I was uh, in a position to be able to come sit here and talk about what other people should be changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this podcast is not about just us laying down all sorts of like principles and saying, do this, do that, do this, do that. This is about talking about our own personal experiences. The only reason I do this show is because I want to tell you what works for me. Yeah, I wanted to ask
3: you. So you feel like you've come out of it at this point. You you know, your fluffy little tail is dirtied and you mm-hmm. come back out of the hole and you're saying, hey, you know, I'm back. I found my balances. So what I want to know, because I learned... That I don't handle it the way I thought I would, uh, as I go down that road of imbalances and you know extremes, getting extreme into work or extreme into other activities. But how did you handle it from a day day when you started to recognize or you were compressed? What do you do? And and I guess more specifically, we've talked about this, but uh, for the listeners and you know I think it's a good topic. But how are you processing it when it happens? Do you are you aware of it happening? Are you so, vocal
1: about it, or do you get totally isolatory that is the theme of tonight's show mm-hmm. um it's it's not, there's no short answer for that um there is a concept and kind of a uh principle that i want to talk about that will answer your question but it's going to span the next 45 minutes to an hour because it's very complex yeah i'm excited because
3: i i i'm always learning the ways that i'm processing things and what helped me and what didn't so i'm right. very intrigued Because I've witnessed you go through these changes and so I'm anxious to hear out. You can, I mean, you can tell. I'm I'm a
1: very, I'm a very obvious person. Like if you catch me when I'm not there, meaning if I'm somewhere else in my head or working on another problem or going through something, I can look right through you as if you don't exist.
3: We pretend each other's not in the room. Right, exactly. But then there's times that, you know, I tried not to text sentences. you a
0: bunch because I knew, <laughs> but I, I sent a couple messages just reaching out. No, no, it saying? was good
1: though, because that, that showed me that it, this was a priority for you guys, like it is for me, and that I needed to be able to get back to being able to feel like I could do this sooner rather than later. Yeah, Because this isn't just about my time. This isn't just about you know what's convenient for me or what works best for me. It's about all of us. This is not my show. This is our show. This is every single one of us contributing in different ways. I just happen to be, you know, the driving force behind hosting the show. So I want you guys to understand that as far as listeners go, like everybody here goes through unique challenges and everybody here goes through, um, I personally watched them all improve drastically in certain areas of their life. So when they're talking about something, I can vouch for what you guys are saying. And hopefully it goes both ways. Obviously, these guys watch me very closely and they know what I go through, what I feel, what I experience. And they know that as I share something here, it's like, oh, wow, that makes sense. Like I personally watched you go through that and experience that. And that's why, you know, one of these days we've talked about having our wives on the show. We're definitely going to do that because they get to see it firsthand, the good and the bad. Yeah. They get the ups and the downs. They get to experience the low lows when we're under an enormous amount of stress and they get to experience the high highs when things work out the way they, we, we want it to. So live in their best life. <laughs> yeah. Tonight's show is all about what we think about. Um, who have any of you guys listened to or read as a man thinketh? Yeah. I've dabbled in it. Okay. So no. first thing I'm going to tell you to do right now. I've read like three books. Yeah. Ever. This Ever. book is on another level. So, As a Man Thinketh is a book that was written back in the early 1900s. I think it was published in like 1902 or 04 or 05, um, and it was written by James Allen, right? I'm I always double check that. Always in my I head, know. get James Allen James Taylor mixed up.
4: Sounds... James Allen, James yeah. Taylor sings songs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so James Allen. I mean, you guys got to realize when this book was written back in the early 1900s, um, I, the personal development space was pretty much non-existent. I get for $2. Well, you can buy it.
2: Yeah,
1: I so that's checklist item number one. Buy this book. I'm, I buy it on I'm Audible. It on Amazon, I don't know. I, oh, I
2: it one other one for a dollar. If
1: I were seven. you, get the paper copy and get the Audible version, the audio book, uh, to listen to the whole thing start to finish. is only fifty eight minutes, so it's not bad. It's not a crazy gnarly read. Um, it's direct and it's to the point. Now, as a man thinketh, is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's talking about what we think about. Um, like I said, it was written like 100 years ago, over 100 years ago. So the way that it is written is a little um eloquent. So it uses words and phrases and, and kind of terms that we don't necessarily Uh-oh. use as much anymore. So when you listen to it, you got to pay close attention because it uses, like I said, phrases that are like, wait, oh, okay. Like we can say, we can say that nowadays that are in like a much more condensed way rather than going the long way around like these guys did. So the book is extremely valuable because it has... Some very 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 critical principles and things that I don't think you would ever notice or realize about yourself until you heard it in, in a situation like this or in a setting where you listen to it or read it in a book. Um, now, like I said, the overall theme is basically controlling your thoughts because I think you know the majority of people have understood and you have heard that thoughts become things. You guys heard that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yes. Right. That's, that's become more mainstream. Uh, the secret came out in 06, 07, Um, right. and ever since then it's become like more mainstream to think about like the law of attraction and, um, you know, the power of positive thinking. Where thoughts go, energy goes. Exactly. So that is a big, big, big player in my life. And now going back to the, this last summer, Um, another reason why I decided to take a break over the summer was because I just needed like physically needed a break I needed to go spend time with my family like summers here in utah are so short that I get anxiety that they're gonna end So I go to try like get out of the house and just go do every activity I possibly can In fact before I came and did this I I didn't have time for it, but I ran up and did a mountain bike trail as fast as I could because I just like literally I I watched the minutes of summer tick by and it stresses me out So it was good for me to be able to take that time off but I also needed to be able to take inventory of my thoughts. And I've said that earlier in the podcast, and I want to kind of hammer that a little bit. What is taking inventory of your thoughts? Like what, to you guys, what does that mean? Uh, this is something I,
3: I think about and talk about often. You know, you hear things that just kind of come off you know, your tongue. It rolls right off. Of, You're your own worst enemy. Uh, you're always your harshest critic and those things well it's coming from a place of that a lot of times self-talk isn't always healthy and it's oftentimes things that you wouldn't hold another person to that standard and I know for sure I'm harder on myself than I am other people and so this is a unique and special topic to me in the sense that you can get in your own head and you can be going down a path and I don't want to get ahead of you know where you're going with this because you've got definitely your steps but um the thoughts that I allow in my head, whether it's because of the music I listen to, the show I watched, the people I listened to on a plane or the people around me, if they're talking negatively, all of a sudden things start to shift and slide to maybe negative perception. Um, and so if I'm constantly filling my head with you know, gratitude or feelings of good you know, thoughts and everything, it translates into how you feel and then how you choose to do things and but if, it's so easy to not catch it because you're not saying it out loud, but you're just saying it in your head. Um, but I think oftentimes if we played out loud our thoughts, it would be pretty crazy so to that
1: hear. that's that's what I'm looking for. Step number one to being able to find happiness or success or peace or comfort or whatever it is you're looking for is to stop and think about what you think about. What do you think about during the day?
0: I got my problems almost like the opposite where – I'm generally a happy person, minus when I get into some, you know, issues with injuries and that's when I get to my lows, but generally I'm a happy person, but my thoughts are continually controlled by the recreational things. You know, like I should be thinking about work, but I'm thinking about the pit bike I'm building in my garage and the track and how I'm going to get more dirt and all that stuff. So I constantly have to remind myself, hey, like if you're going to do all these fun things, you still have to make money. You know what I mean? But give me an
1: example of, of like today or yesterday or just a regular day in your life. If you had to look back at today or one of these days, Uh what would you say you thought about the most? That stuff. Pit bike track, probably right now. Were you aware of that? Uh, I have to remind myself. How do you do that? Uh, How do you get to the point where you basically nudge yourself and be like, "Dude, that's an issue." I have. You got to have balance, right? That, That that I have
0: a my imbalance leans more towards doing fun things rather than productive
1: things. So that is what tonight's show is all about. It's figuring out how to keep yourself in check because honestly, guys, when it boils down to it, nobody else can monitor what we think about. Nobody else can control what we think about. People can control the way, people can create and contribute to our um, emotions because of the way that we respond and react to them, but ultimately nobody can control our thoughts. Which is a lot of our time, right? Like a lot of the time, you're
0: not talking to anybody. You're only just thinking.
1: I think, uh, is it David Goggins or Ed Milet? Somebody in their book talks about having like 50,000 thoughts a day, something like that. Um, But like 80% of those thoughts are the same thing. Like you go back to the same thing over and over and over again and you keep on hammering it. Um, And so that's why what you think about, literally it's everything. That is square one. That is ground zero, to being able to change anything or feel anything or do anything or accomplish anything. If you don't know what your th- what your brain is thinking about, especially on a, on like a subconscious level, you're never, ever going to be able to take control of the direction you want to go in your life. So I started thinking about this summer and where my thoughts were at and, you know, where my head was at and really taking a good, solid inventory of my thoughts. And I started to to categorize my thoughts. I started to allow myself time to think about certain things. So the fun things, I wanted to think about those because obviously everyone wants to think about those. But I also realized that there's a time and a place for that. And that as I started to think about all the fun things I wanted to do or whatever distraction it was, that I had to limit myself. And I literally had to just like stop myself, shift gears, and get back into some of the other stuff that you have to think about in life. Like, how am I going to make a living? And how am I going to pay my bills? And how am I going to, you know, uh, make my relationships better? And all that kind of stuff. So that is step one to finding balance. So I want, right now, checklist item number two, because number one is, is download or buy the book, uh, as a man thinketh. Checklist item number two is going to be, take the next 24 to 48 hours and inventory your thoughts by writing them down. What are you thinking about just throughout the day and if it's the same thing it's fine just make a list and just just chicken scratch out if you're driving in your car and you you know you're thinking about food i thought about food next thought that comes to mind and obviously you're not gonna be able to inventory fifty thousand thoughts or whatever the number is but just start to, to like write down themes and as you start shifting gears throughout the day You're going to make, like, it's going to be very obvious to you that you shifted gears. You're no longer thinking about food. You're no longer thinking about going to the gym. You're thinking about this problem or that problem or this situation. Start writing those things down. And what you're going to do is you'll start recognizing a pattern. You're going to start recognizing a pattern that uh, external influences, you are allowing them to change the way you think. Now think about that for a second. I'm in full control of my head, like 100%. I can control everything that goes on up here, but I allow myself—and we all do this—we allow certain external things to shift gears in our head for us. Why do we do that? It's easy, just natural, like gut yeah, instinct, it's gut that, reaction. It's that Give an auto. example. Uh, waking up in the morning and getting getting a text. Grand. Yeah, going going through Instagram. All of a sudden, you see somebody who's got a pit bike that's nicer than yours, or just like yours, or whatever. Your thoughts. All of a sudden, you're starting to think about that. Another good example, which is why I turn my phone off in the morning, but if you wake up and you get a text from somebody, whether it be a customer or a client or that's a right. bill collector or whoever it is, they need you right then and there to respond to them. Oh, that's they need, just an
4: anxiety attack.
1: It is, and that's the thing. Like, Then all of a sudden, like, depending on the gravity of the situation, it can derail your whole day if you let it. Oh, absolutely. It, I, in fact, I've had over the last you know couple weeks – Uh, some customer service issues with um one of my clients great guy awesome guy weird fluke situation with one of our vehicles and uh he's on a different time zone than me and so he'll text me problems in the morning like he he likes to talk like this is kind of his his thing he needs a lot of communication which i understand but it's done via text so i would wake up to these big long messages that weren't really necessary at that time of day like The problem was already being resolved. We were already working through it. But I would wake up and I'd read these texts that were like, you know, just basically really hammering home the fact that there was a problem. We all knew that there was a problem. And I I let, I'm not going to lie. I mean, nobody's perfect. I'm guilty of letting this affect the way that I felt. And this happened for two or three days. And I was like, God, like this is, I got to quit doing this. I got to quit looking at my phone. But I also want to take care of my customer. So how do I like, would I block my customer and just not talk to him? And ultimately, yeah, I did. I, b- I blocked him during a certain time of day, and not just him, but I basically just wouldn't allow myself to get into my phone in a certain time of day because what I found is that it was allowing something external to change the whole course of my day.
3: So <clears throat> there's there's like a lot of thoughts I'm having right now, but I think if you break in, down what you're saying, your thoughts. Oh, okay, all right, my thoughts. Let <laughs> <Right> write them down. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, I kind of I, I've had a similar breakdown in terms of like being consciously aware is what I'm hearing you say. You're consciously aware of your subconscious and your conscious mind. And then you get to make you have to, decisions. You have to, the problem is back up a little bit. Being consciously aware is
1: not always easy. No, I'm saying you're I, taking an inventory. That's that's but, what but you became. In order to be able to do that, you got to be like aggressive and borderline stupid about it. Like you have to get, you have to put like, Checkpoints throughout your day that you can't get past those until you do this. So this is how I broke it down Because i'm a sports guy and
3: I looked at it like okay every situation Is like somebody throwing a ball and you get to decide if that's a strike or if you want to hit that And you can only hit so many balls in a day And that ball that was being thrown at you in your example early in the morning You weren't ready to hit that ball right then and learning to how how you want to choose to adapt or or You know, deal with those balls that are being thrown, is what I'm. I'm thinking this is going to, and there's circumstances you can't just block people. There's, you know, I have certain people I deal with on a regular basis or I work with, and it's choosing what is the outcome I'm looking for. Right? Is is this a solution focused text? This is not a ball I'm willing to hit right now. I'm going to let it pass by me, and I don't have to let it affect my day. But that takes being consciously aware, and like you're saying, that takes effort. And you're going to get frustrated because you're going to find yourself still hitting that ball at times because it's a habit. You're, you're habitually just dealing with it, right? Like that guy's text in the morning. Whereas maybe if later in the day you're ready and prepared to hit that ball and then it's thrown, you can address it in a healthy way. And that's where this whole thing is like nobody's perfect. We're all, we're, I mean, everyone's going to hit the balls wrong or you're not going to hit the right balls. But what matters is you start actually looking at the ball that's thrown and what you're getting out of it. Is this something that I want to deal with in a healthy way? Am I going to get a solution out of this? What is the outcome of this conversation, right? Dave, is his analogy giving you flashbacks of the baseball uh, star Celebrity All-Star game. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Wait, I thought, he, I thought he hit a home run.
1: I did hit a home run, but I also pitched a, like a 17-run inning. Oh, the meatball game. Yeah. They they threw meat threw I threw a lot of runs. Tr- I threw every pitch I knew, and they just kept hitting him. I was, like, being stupid, throwing, like, ground balls, and they were hitting them. Curve balls. It was like they were playing croquet with
2: me. It was weird. <laughs> Their team was Um stacked.
1: No, dude, I get what you're saying, and, and that is exactly the point yeah. that I'm trying to make. Um, the problem is if you haven't experienced this type of uh, personal Taking development, yeah. then it's really hard to know where to start. And so my goal tonight is to be able to basically – create a a very simple checklist and things that you can do to be able to start this process right away. Right. Um, For really anybody, whether you're a beginner or advanced in, you know, the positive thinking is the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, This will help you either remind you what you can be doing better or it'll help you kind of start a new program. So one of the first lessons that you learn in the book, As a Man Thinketh, is um, it says, the aphorism, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he not only embraces the whole of a man's being, but it is so comprehensive as to reach out to every condition and circumstance of his life. A man is literally what he thinks, his character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. Yeah. Who we are is who we thought we were going to become. Yeah. If I think that I'm you know, sad, I'm going to be a sad person. Yeah. If, I, if I think unhappy or angry thoughts, I'm going to be an angry person. If I think happy productive thoughts, I'm going to be a happy productive person and very very like I'm very fortunate that early on in my life and a lot of thanks to you Kenny is you know when I was 21 22 I've always been a happy person and I'll right. I'll dig into that a little bit more about some of the stuff I was you know from a spiritual level why I feel like I'm that way but when I became aware of it was obviously when you introduced me to the secret right after my mission I was 21 22 years old and when I when I heard all this nonsense about the law of attraction and things, you know, thoughts become things. I wasn't like, (laughs) when I heard, I was like, I I agree. I know. Like I feel this, like this resonates with me and you may or may not feel like that. You may be hearing this stuff for the first time and and being like, wait a minute. Is this voodoo? Is this like, what is this magic? Is this black magic? Like a lot of people do feel that way, but I'll tell you right now, it's not, it's very basic. Mm -hmm. Like, There's a very, very, very deep side to it. And there's also a very easy, basic, you know, easy to understand side of it, which is just think about what you think about. And if you are thinking about happy, productive things, you're going to have a happy, productive life. Now I'm oversimplifying it there, but that is the overall, you know, the concept here. Uh, If you do this, guys, your life can literally change overnight. It's that powerful. And what I mean by that is, have you ever... Been in a bad, sad, angry, upset mood, and intentionally just grabbed a hold of yourself to get your shit together, shift gears, and be happy. Yeah, change your state. How
3: is that easy? Is that hard? It depends how compressed I am, man. Marcus, what about you?
0: Uh, I have a hard time with that. Like when I'm in like a depression, which really the only time it's ever happened is injuries. But I've I've struggled with that. Being like, hey man, you just need to get happy. I. But if something
1: sets you off, like it's not easy to be like. Pfft, I'm good, I'm happy, right? Yeah, yeah, And definitely not. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to you. What about you, Dave? I don't know. I'd be curious to hear your take on that because I don't know how you handle that stuff. I was going to wonder if Dave is ever unhappy.
2: You can be, but you just don't let yourself be unhappy. You think happy thoughts, you know? It's like Peter Pan. I don't talking. think I've ever
0: seen you like in a bad spot.
2: Well, it's like he's talking about you are what you think about. So if you dwell on sad thoughts you're going to be sad. So that's something I figured out when I was little just don't think about it. Think about the good stuff.
3: Yeah. You know
2: what's crazy is that
3: I don't ever tell you about drama. And I realized it one time when I was going to talk to you about something that was weird happening and it was kind of an uncomfortable situation, but it's because you're happy, I bring happy talk I talk to you about happy things, right? And there's like a downer. You do talk
2: to me about some really happy things.
3: Right? Yeah. Because you're happy, so you attract happiness. I'm not going to bring you downers. I'm not going to try and bring you down. If someone else is down. You can feed into that so easy.
1: Oh, it's yeah. so easy. It's so easy to talk about. That's one thing I love about Dave. The dude won't talk shit. Like no, it like, uh-uh. I, and it's it's to the point where sometimes I'm like, dude, just hear me out. Like, <laughs> listen to me. Like, or agree, acknowledge me because you know it's it's not. It's like ninety nine percent of the time, it's just me venting. Every once in a while, I'm like, come on, dude, you got to acknowledge it. And he does a good job at obviously acknowledging certain concerns and stuff. But at the same time, he doesn't feed into it
2: because well, that's one of my favorite things to do is I see what other people are thinking about, the mood they're in, and I try and change it. I try to come in I've there. I've seen you do this. Feed them, oh, you feed do it them all the jokes time. or something positive, get their mind off of it because nobody should be thinking about that stuff.
1: I don't know if you consciously do that or if that's just part of your personality. That's probably why people like you so much because it's just part of who yeah. you are. Yeah, people like me? <laughs> I think Absolutely. I don't know anybody <laughs> who doesn't like you. Yeah, his knee-jerk reaction is to like, you
3: know, if there's an uncomfortable situation, he'll be like hey, so how about, you know, and just like bring up a joke and laugh about it. And it it does change your state. It allows you to snap out of it, you know, but if he wanted to, he could feed into what he can see is going on. I've seen him consciously do this. An awkward thing happened and it was totally going to be talked about. And before it was, he just jumped right in and like changed the mood and the subject and we moved on. There was no reason to go down that road, but I'm pretty sure everyone in the room, including myself was about to go down that rabbit hole.
1: (laughs) So here's one thing that I found myself doing. I've always prided myself on being a positive person. And my wife, like anytime I ever try to like use any of like, anytime we ever have an argument, she's like, Dave, stop. Like, I know that you, like, if I'm ever trying to be upset or mad, she's like,
2: you're trying too hard to be upset. she, she,
1: she, She does. She's like, she's like, I know that you have control over your thoughts and your feelings and that you're just trying too hard to be upset or mad. And you are not practicing what you preach. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like shit, like, it's very clear. Like she gets me on it. And, um, that's why I love her. And she, that's why she's the perfect girl for me because she doesn't let me get away with stuff. She knows what I'm capable of. She knows what, uh, she has high expectations because, um, obviously that's who she is. And that's what I've established in our relationship. And I have the same high expectations of her. Um, but one thing that I've, I've learned to do even more aggressively lately is, you know, with success and wealth and all that kind of stuff comes—it's just like they say, more money, more problems. So it's like you're making more money, but dude, when I, I'm serious, when I heard yeah, that song yeah. back back, when was that? '90s, like yeah. it was Notorious B.I.G. and I heard that song and I was just like, he did he? Yeah, right. Like, how does that work? More money solves problems, but it's not necessarily the case because as you or get more money it? and more wealth, it just—it just, different it just you have different problems and they yeah. become bigger problems and they become you know, the the stakes get higher every single day. So I caught myself allowing myself to to dwell on problems, not necessarily in like a, you know, woe is me. I'm so, you know, picked on, but more in like a, I focused on the stuff I didn't like. And I just kept on focusing on like, man, I don't want to experience this. I don't want to feel that. But as I was feeling that, as I was thinking about what I didn't want to feel, I was
4: feeling that way. Yes. Oh yeah. Just starts festering.
1: It's crazy. So I started uh I was listening to this to this um you know audiobook that I listen to pretty regularly. I, I listen when I find something good, I listen to it over and over and <laughs> over. And over. I've listened to it as a man thinketh twice today. It's an hour long audiobook. Um but it this one Makes you feel good. Yeah, no. This one is it's very uh it's very simple. It's it's law of attraction, positive thinking for dummies, basically. And I'm a dummy. Um, but it says, if you're ever feeling down or if you're ever feeling upset, or if you're ever feeling like, you know, dwelling on negative thoughts, just start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just start laughing. And, and I'll tell you right now, you feel like a damn crazy person when you first start doing this. I'm imagining you laughing but, in the truck by yourself but it right works. now. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily like a full-blown, like gut-busting, like hearty laugh. It's just like... I'll catch myself doing things I'll just, and, and, and I can go from literally like, like the pit in my stomach to <laughs> what am I doing? Like, come on. This is such a small little thing. And even just that physical change of going from a frown to a smile changes everything. Like it's like you have this whole weight lifted off your shoulders, but, and I always knew this, but I, I realized that I wasn't exercising it enough. Are there
0: other triggers besides laughing? I mean, like what works yeah, to so. like pull you out of, you know, your, your thoughts. Fist pumping? Fist pumping. No joke. No joke. I will go. I will literally do like
1: the old, like the, like the, like the, yeah, Yeah. like the feel good. Like I'll do it because I'll think about something that I've accomplished or achieved or that I'm happy about or I'm stoked about. If I'm, if I, if I'm you and I'm having a bad day and I need to change my state immediately, I think about the pit bike track that I have in my backyard, how awesome it is and how lucky I am. And you just do like a good, like, it's as if you were feeling it and seeing that pit bike track in your backyard for the first time. But you can do that all the time. Yeah. And it may sound crazy, but I'm telling you right now, that triggers you into a completely different headspace. It, it instantly works. Instantly.
4: It's, you know, for me at least, um, 80s music will actually get yep. me out of my funk yep. to yep. where I'm just like, all right. Yep, I'm, got- I'm, I'm good to go. I'm, you know, because it's all like pumped up music. It's not that down tempo stuff. It's not stuff that's bringing you down. It's all just kind of more mm-hmm. name a song uptone and just I'm ready to go again. Name a song uh let's go oh sherry steve perry man eater oh Oh, sherry steve perry i want to that's why i
2: want to know is do you feel the same way about sickness if you let yourself think about being sick you get sick dude The sick get
1: sicker yes like as you start thinking about being sick and 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 what's made you sick you will get sicker
3: what is the word
1: dis-ease if you break it down right
3: it's it's your you're not in comfort Yep. You're, you're true, you know. It's oftentimes that you're in an uncomfortable and there's pain and you're having agony and agony, you know, and they're focusing on it. And everyone wants to know about your injury, right? Oh, you know, well, how do you do it? Oh, it must be painful. And you're like more and more thoughts and affect negative on your body. And it's like that is an injury.
2: And I feel yeah, like that's, that's next level cycle. stuff, you know, if you can get yourself to think that you're not sick when your body wants to be sick, but then your mind is overpowering your body, that's next level. That reprogramming is
3: what I was gonna bring up when he brought up 80s music, right? It makes him feel good and he's decided that that's a trigger for him to take him to the next level. What if we tried and you had music that you've never liked and it puts you in a bad mood? What if we try to reprogram you so then you have the same feeling and effect you do from 80s music? You can link a enjoyable memory or feelings or emotions to that other kind of music that you had a bad connotation to. That's where it gets kind of that other advanced level is how you can reprogram yourself to not feel that way. Like if you're around your in-laws or something that you maybe don't or whatever the situation is. I love my in-laws. Right. Me too. (laughs) Uh, But you can, you can then change how you feel about it and change the outcome. And it does it easy. No, especially if there's bad feelings, but you can work through those things.
1: Listen, here, here's the basic triggers. Here's if you're just barely trying to pick this up and figure out what the hell we're talking about, just please, 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 please try these things. If they don't work, don't ever do them again. But if they do, use the hell out of them. So number one, just laugh. Whether it be a short <laughs> little scoff or a snicker or whatever it is, just take, like, I don't care if you're in the worst mood or you just got the worst news.
0: Here's a good example. I'm thinking about laughing right now. No, here's, here's like a good example. You.
1: Here, <laughs> Dave, when you rolled the snowcat, we haven't told the story very much because oh, it's, it's fairly sensitive. When you rolled the snowcat down the cliff and I came and found you, what's the first thing I did? What was the first thing both of us did?
2: Well, the first thing I did was when I swam to the top of the avalanche, I called you, and then you denied my phone call, and then I laughed really hard at how great that was.
1: So I, yes, I, I understand, I, I watched Dave get pushed off a cliff by an avalanche in one of my snowcats and backflip off of like probably a six, seven hundred
2: foot drop. Unfortunately, it was only about three quarters of a backflip.
1: Yeah, it was only about three quarters of a backflip, and I, I just, I literally was at the top of a cliff and watched the headlights of my friend, in a snow cat, disappear into the darkness, and I, and 100%, 110% thought he was dead because there's no way he could have survived it. Oh, because I, I know that cliff. We all know that cliff. It's, it's a cliff straight into a pond, the top of a very steep mountain. And so, my head, I'm like, well, I, I mean, my friend just died, but, you know, survival mode kicked in, and I said, I gotta go see if he's alive, if I can help him. And so, I'm scrambling, running, he tries calling me, my phone's on, do not disturb. there's no service in the mountain ever, right, where we're at. Somehow, magically, both of our phones are working. I reach down, see that he's calling me, and I'm just, like, this huge, like, sigh of relief and, like, kind of, like, giggling with each other, like, man, what happened? But then when I got down to him and I saw the, like, the scene of the accident, the snowcat was just, I'm talking a 20,000-pound machine just wadded up into a ball. Dave got ejected, like, 300 yards out the windshield into the pitch-black night into an avalanche where he had to swim to the top of the snow, should have should have died, should have died instantly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I see him for the first time, we both just start laughing our balls off, like just like <laughs> crazy people laughing.
2: It was crazy. And
1: and I, I even I think I have a video of it. I'll have to see if I can pull up the video. I started doing a selfie video talking about like what the hell just happened. Like I was acting as if it was like he fell off his skateboard. Super casual. Yeah, and but that
2: Charlie's little s- snowboard out of the and <laughs> crushed up. <laughs> Snowcat and snowboarded down the hill,
1: dude. That's the thing. Like that situation could have been horrible. It was horrible, to be honest with you. It was pretty traumatizing. I think Dave and I have both had bad dreams about it ever since. But we could handle it one of two ways. We could have been sad, stressed, angry, you know, in shock. But instead, an amp that I got another day at life. Both of our natural (laughs) reaction was just to be pumped and to laugh and celebrate the good that we found in that moment. And that brings me to something that helped me get back on track. Even when I was feeling a little bit of a funk this summer, um, in our church, we get what's called a patriarchal blessing. Basically when you're between 12 and 16 years old, um, an elder in our church basically sits you down and puts his hands on your head and starts praying and basically starts blessing you with certain gifts and talents and experiences that you're going to have in your life. And, uh, Patriarchal blessings are crazy because it's almost like, you know, people who aren't members of our church look at them as almost as like fortune telling because it's very predictive of your future. It's very spot on of who you are. And as I grow older, I think I got mine when I was like 14. As I've grown older, I've started to like recognize even more every single day how accurate mine really is. And I'll share with you guys um, a little excerpt from it because it's so simple and it's something that has stuck with me. My whole life, and I just needed to be reminded of it. And I'm lucky that I, I you know, felt the need to read my blessing. Uh, I read it all the time. Uh, but it had been a minute before I read this. And <laughs> as I started reading this little line, I just started laughing out loud because I was like, oh, come on, this is so simple. Like, why did I even let myself get to the point where I felt negativity? And it's this. Um, I bless you with health and strength with a strong mind and body. I bless you with happiness in your day-to-day activities. Now, David, happiness is more choice than an occurrence. Every event of your life, even those events that are saddening, gloomy, or otherwise tend to have the dark side, also will have a light side. God will bless you with marvelous blessings associated with every experience of your life. Look for those bright sides and make the best of them and help others to do so likewise. You will have a happy, productive life. Happiness is a glorious way of life. Seek happiness, not in the sense of selfish happiness, but in the sense of helping others be happy. And you will discover that happiness is on your doorstep, ready for you to enjoy and profit thereby. So when I read that, it's like, hey, dummy, you can choose how you want to feel. And it's not just temporary. Like this is real long-term lasting stuff. I want to be happy. I just have to make that choice. And I have to think about those happy things that make me happy. So backing up a little bit to those triggers, laugh, catch yourself and immediately laugh. It's going to be weird if people are around, go find somewhere to be alone. Another thing, go find a mirror and smile at yourself. That's another, like, it almost feels super crazy, but seeing yourself smile and seeing happiness on your face, I'm telling you, there's a physical trigger inside you where your body's like, what am I doing? Like, I'm smiling, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. If I can smile and I can take a minute to like, look myself in the face and just see what happy me looks like, that I can make it through whatever I'm thinking about, whatever I'm going through. Another trigger is the music thing. That's a big one. Find music that, that makes you happy. And if you're ever going through it, just hit repeat. Just find Absolutely. that song and just whatever it is. I don't care what song it is. That will just instantly have the ability to put you in a good mood. And then yes. to, finally, the most powerful one, which is a little bit more difficult to conquer, is be grateful. Gratitude. Be grateful that you have a freaking car to drive to work. Be grateful that you live, if you live in America, that you live in the greatest country in the world. If you have a wife, be happy that somebody loves you. If you have kids, be happy that you have whatever it is. Literally every single person in this world, and I'm telling you every single person, even the most unhappy, miserable people have something to be happy for. So find what those things are and think about it. And like I told you, the first time you saw your pit bike track, remember how pumped you were? Go yeah. back to that emotion. It's just a category. It's just a feeling that you have. You know how it felt. You know what, that, what those emotions were. Go back and remember what those emotions and feelings were and relive it because you still have that. You still have that thing to be grateful for. So there's no reason why your response to that beautiful thing that you have should be any different now than it was two years ago when you got it. Do you know what I'm realizing? Huh.
0: I watch a lot of Instagram Oh yeah, oh, yeah, and that I can completely controls my day, and I waste a lot of time. You know what I mean? So, for me, I don't know that. <clears throat> I mean, I, I obviously get into bad places every now and then, but I'm a freaking time waster, man. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I just like when you said that, you're like, I was like, hey, name an example of, you know, of what can control your thoughts. You said Instagram. I'm just like, oh shit. Yeah. you know, because my wife has like reminded me a couple times this week, and now I'm like, man
1: just well, suck at that. Here's some good examples. I'm scrolling through Instagram right now. First thing I see, funny video. I'm going to laugh. Next thing I see is a political thing making fun of, you know, one political party. Then instantly that makes me feel like, oh man, reminds me of how bad I hate politics and how I hate how the country's being torn up. Next one is somebody doing something stupid or, you know, a bum fight, or world star hip hop. You haven't seen any bum fights. Uh, I've seen bum fights. <laughs> yeah, there, I, was I was actually watching one there. earlier, dude. I, I, I literally was watching you a know. video that one of my buddies posted earlier of, of a couple of guys fighting in a pizza place. And I spent the whole 60 seconds watching that, waiting to see what would happen. And, I'm, and it was just, it left me with like a, just, ugh.
0: I need to get off Instagram. You should. And, and I need a trigger. And I'm thinking like, like I'm like, man, I, to, this is my like struggle. I'm like, man, I'm,
1: I'm a real freaking time waster. You create an album in your phone of things that you love to see, whether they're pictures of your projects, of your family, of your kids writing, whatever it is. And you may feel crazy going back and looking at those things over and over again.
2: Like a vision board.
1: But I'll tell you right now, that has the ability to change the way you think and feel more powerfully than anything else. So if you ever feel like you're wasting time on Instagram, go sc- scroll through f- photos of your family or even better, not even better, another alternative would be learn something hmm today. I I I <laughs> this is no joke today. I caught myself um, I, I had five ten minutes free time between a, a phone call that I had and uh, I had two options go to social media and scroll and browse and just you know be a zombie or um, Luckily Instagram actually triggered me to do something else. I was scrolling and I was being a zombie somebody posted something about um, EDM now EDM is not dance music. That's not what I'm talking about EDM is electric electrical discharge machining basically It's a way that you can cut materials really, 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 really small with this wire and this electrical discharge. And I was like, man, that's really cool. Bam! next thing you know, I'm on YouTube learning all about EDM. And I've heard people say it in my industry forever, and I never really fully understood it. Now I know It took 10 minutes, and I learned all about it. And I feel freaking great because I didn't spend that time looking at what the Joneses have on Instagram or watching, you know, street fights.
4: And that's one of the other things that with social media, sometimes it can actually bring you down because you see what, you know, joneses have
1: dude all you do is compare yourself to everybody
4: yeah, else and it's going to bring yourself down because you know you should never be able to compare yourself to others yep that's, well, what I happened mean, that's, here is
2: it filtered you into something where you learned more right so i took there's good and
1: bad with it <clears throat> that's what i'm saying our business is made on instagram and social media is an amazing tool without social media social media we wouldn't have this podcast but learn how to use it yeah leverage it for your benefit and for the benefit of others instead of just basically being too lazy to have your own thoughts and feelings and so you're just allowing this app on your phone to create those thoughts and feelings for you right that's ultimately what we do so when when you
3: break down what it is you're saying i liken it into like a diet okay like let's just for example marcus is saying you know he's scrolling through instagram right and he's filling his head with whatever's coming along well oftentimes you're not aware of what you're eating you're filling your body with stuff that maybe you're not gonna get out of it, what you want, you're not gonna get energy or protein or you know sustain, you're not gonna get the body out of it if you're putting you know not good things in it. And so if we're making sure that we're putting in our heads, you know, healthy things, because what is it you're gonna get out of it, right? And that's a trigger for me, is that I, I think about like a scary movie, that is probably where you'll never ever see me, because what do I get out of a scary movie? For me, it's not enjoyable, I don't like the feeling, and I mostly don't want any of those thoughts in my head. So I don't watch them not interested uh, even at all because it's, it's like it would be the same thing if I wanted to eat a whole bunch of butter. I'm not interested mm. in the outcome of that mm. in my body. Yep. You know, I'm not going to get out of it what, what it is that you know my goals in life are. So it makes sense as we're talking about this and consciously kind of filtering through. Oh, yeah, we, if we only had an hour in our day of free time, we probably wouldn't use it wasting we probably would use it to learn or help people or all the things that we actually are passionate and love and enjoy the most. But if we just have time and we're not you know, carefully allocating it or using it for the best purposes, we can all get caught up in whatever comes along, whatever comes to us, whatever food you're walking by, you're going to put in your body, not caring about what it might be doing to your body. But if we know what we want, I know the kind of person I want to be in life. I want to do the things that help me get there. I mean, am I always doing it? No, I veg, totally. There's times I need to be entertained. I need to, you know, enjoy things. But I'm and that's, very careful. that's perfectly okay. It's all about balance.
1: I'm if, careful who I spend time with too, though. Yep. If you tip I'm the scales to it, if you allow the scales get tipped, I guess is a better way to put it, and you allow the majority of your time or too much of your time to get soaked up by, like what you said, either vegging out or or basically just trying to have somebody else entertain you, you will find nothing but emptiness and unhappiness. So here's, here, I'm going to play this audio clip for you because I'm trying to, obviously this is crazy because there's so many deviations that we can take from this topic, not deviations, but we can dive deeper into literally every single aspect and component of this. I want to try to keep us on track and thread the needle through um, these principles that the book teaches because I think When you first listen to or hear or read this book, a lot of it may go right over your head. So I'm trying to help simplify that a little bit for you because it took me, I'm not joking, guys. It took me 20 times of listening to this book before I started like really grabbing a hold of the principles. And even then, I printed off a study guide online from somebody who broke it down into better principles and like more easily understandable line items because that's the type of person I am. And if you're a simple guy like me, this should help. So this uh, audio clip is from... Um, an album called uh, Law, of Attractions, uh, Law of Attraction Secrets I believe is the artist And the album is called Positive Thinking is a Bunch of Crap If you're on Spotify Or any of these uh, audio platforms Go download this And listen to every single song On this album Or uh, song I guess it's a track But here's the intro Listen to this
2: Investing in you Using the power of positive thinking Introduction Positive thinking is a bunch of crap and crap makes great fertilizer. A positive attitude may not solve all your problems, but it will annoy enough people to make it worth the effort. A quote from Herm Albright. At some point in your life, you've probably heard about the power of positive thinking. Basically, this is a theory that contends if you believe good things will happen to you, there will be some sort of cataclysmic shift in the energies surrounding you which will actually cause good things to happen to you. For as many people who believe in the power of positive thinking, there are many more who believe it's all a bunch of new-age pop psychology drivel or sugar-coated Peter Pan platitudes. Well, here's the kicker. They're all right. You see, positive thinking is a system of beliefs. So So
1: that is the intro. And as I started thinking about that, when you hear something and, and, you know, you haven't heard it before, but you know it's true, you know that feeling you get like, oh, you're right. Like, you're right. When I heard that, I knew he was right because it just depends on, on what kind of power you give it. If you give your thoughts power to make you sad or unhappy, you're going to be sad and unhappy. If you give your, pots or your thoughts the power to make you happy and change your complete state of mind and make you excited, well, that's true too. It works either way. So you just got to learn how to use it to benefit you unless you want to be sad. You want to be sad? <laughs> this is a great way to be sad. Don't be sad. That's a great way to find unhappiness. I want to be the Bruce Lee of
0: my thoughts right now. That's all I'm thinking. Nice. I'm like, man, I want to master it and be able to turn it on and off. And I'm, You know so, what I mean? So
1: the, the way to do that is the next principle in the book, which is um, as the plant springs from and could not be without the seed, so every act of a man springs from the hidden seeds of thought and could not have appeared without them. This applies equally to those acts called spontaneous and unpremeditated as to those which are deliberately executed so as we're thinking through the day and we're going throughout our you know tasks what are the seeds that we're planting that's it that's that that's it identify what those seeds are because those seeds are thoughts and those thoughts are becoming plants and those plants are things and those are things that actually change your emotional state or
3: these are these are they seeds of weeds or are they seeds of our favorite fruits that we want to
1: bear? Is that what you're, is that what this, listen, you're never going to be able to live your life without planting some bad seeds. It just happens. Like we're, nobody's perfect. Everybody's got our, our, you know, our demons and our issues. So there's always going to be that stuff. But are we cultivating more of the, the
4: what do you, the seeds that we want? What,
1: what are you watering?
4: Yeah. Well, I guess yep. that goes back to at the beginning, make a list. Yep. Itemize out what you're, what
1: you thinking. That, that's exactly right. So identify what seeds you want to water and then identify which weeds you want to pull. That easy, guys. I'm telling you, I'm over. <laughs> it may sound like I'm oversimplifying it, but the concept is actually very, very simple. So like Marcus said, become the Bruce Lee of your thoughts. And that's actually something that really got me in the book when I heard him say, even spontaneous and unpremeditated acts are things that we actually planted. I'm like, wait a minute, no. Like I just barely had the idea to go do this crazy thing. It doesn't work like that. Nothing is truly spontaneous. Everything that we do, we've thought about in some way, shape, or form. And our actions have led us up to the point where we jump in and do it, and then it may feel spontaneous, but it's not spontaneous, guys. Everything happens because we allowed it to happen, or we forced it to happen, or we cultivated it and, and led it to happening. So this is a really powerful concept for people who struggle with uh, depression because depression is a chemical imbalance, right? like when you're clinically diagnosed with it, your brain only has the ability to be happy at certain times. And then other times the chemicals run out and your brain's like, well, I need some more dopamine, but I don't have it. So I'm going to be sad. Right? Josh, you've experienced that. You know oh, all about big it.
4: Big time, big time. And it's only been over the past like six, seven months. Right. That I've actually been able to change my way of thinking. Yep. To where I used to get up of just like, oh, here we go another day to, it's actually a new day. Yep. I'm excited for what's going to happen. And just little, this little bit of changes that I've just been implementing. You know, I'm not trying to do ten things at once, but just one little thing. Yep. And I do that for one month, and I add another thing for the next month. One, honestly, one of the biggest things that I ended up doing that's benefit benefited me that I didn't even know would work uh, was cutting out coffee. Yeah. Coffee. I was doing it purely because of acid reflux. Right. Didn't want to have to take any pills for it or anything like that, so I cut it out. My anxiety reduced probably by 75, 80%. I'm not even- Well, it's because your body's that. getting
1: this huge dose of of caffeine, which says, go, 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 go. Yeah. And if you don't necessarily have a game plan to go, go, go right then and there, your body's like, all right, well, we need to be doing something. We got to be moving. We got to be All of a sudden, yeah. you've got this pent up frustration and energy that you're not using. Yeah. Well, then oh, guess absolutely. what? It's going to turn into something. And my my theory on that is anxiety and excitement are the exact same thing. It's just a matter of what what we allow them to be. Mm-hmm. The same feeling, think about the time you've been anxious, you get anxiety. Now think about when you've been excited, the butterflies in your stomach, that pit, that it, it's, in the, it's physically in the exact same location in your uh, body.
4: Absolutely, it is.
1: So I've trained myself to say, okay, I'm feeling that crazy feeling, that, that anxious, that excited feeling. Am I anxious or am I excited? And I just transform the situation and use that emotion for excitement rather than allowing it to create anxiety for me. That's it may sound simple and and way too easy to do but I do it and it works great And that's why I don't struggle with anxiety and if you don't struggle with depression Stop everything you're doing right now and be grateful that you don't struggle with depression because it's not like It's painful. Just be happy. It doesn't work like that when your brain doesn't have the ability to Do certain things at certain times. You can't just think your way out of that but People who do have depression like thor my crew chief on the brodos remember when he came and talked to us He struggles with depression big time but he said the exact same thing. He said, dude, look, I just have to take control of my thoughts. And when it sucks and when I'm feeling down, I just fight that. I just go in there and literally have like a fist fight in my head. And I don't allow those thoughts and things to bring me down. And that's how he's, he's over. I literally think that I feel like he's overcoming depression. He's overcoming a chemical imbalance in his brain simply by the power of his thoughts. Now, guys, if you're sick, you can get better. You can, think you can literally think yourself better. If you're fat, you can think yourself skinny. If you're skinny, you can think of yourself fat. I'm telling you, like, it's that easy. It's just what you think about. Josh, when you've been overweight, do you think about being overweight?
4: I, I seem to meditate on a little bit more than I should. You, fo- you
1: focus more on the weight that you don't want rather than the weight that you would like to be at. Correct. Or the way that you, you would really want your body to be. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes our default setting is really easy to just be hey, like focused on the negative.
4: Because
1: mm-hmm. it's not hard, right? Focusing no. on negative things is really easy. Yeah. Not, it doesn't create any happiness or product productivity in your life, but it's easy.
3: People do it so like unconsciously. Like, you know, people will yell out to their kid, you know, oh be careful, you know, instead of like, I believe in you, you got this. Like right? instill confidence in them. Yep. Like right. infuse that they will succeed in this. Like give them that positive energy and help them, you know, win but you could also plant doubt right at the wrong time. And uh, I was so worried he was gonna biff it. Uh, And I I yelled out, you know, be careful. And sure enough, he biffed it. He's like, well, he wasn't doubting himself when he started, you know what? And that's, it's easy and it's normal and it's accepted to do those things. But is the outcome you want him to be safe and succeed at it? Then tell him he can do it, cheer him on. Like, and so in our minds, can we do this? Can we cheer ourselves on?
1: That's a good point, and that actually takes me to the next point of the book, which is this is going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow, and it's hard for a lot of people to hear because this concept isn't, isn't a popular one, but it's you're not a victim of <laughs> your circumstances, meaning you're not in the position that you're in in your life because somebody else caused that to happen to you. Now think about this for a second people who have been in really shitty situations, if you've been raped, if you've been beat, if you've been like really taken advantage of and you're in a bad place, it's really easy to say I'm in a bad place because so-and-so did X, Y, Z to me. For how long?
3: How do you mean? How long is that easy or how long is that okay for? I mean, this is oh to use that as your scapegoat. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not even saying scapegoat. I've never been raped, uh, you know, knock on wood, I won't be, but, For that example, how long, you know, is that something that people can hang on to? Can they move on quickly? Obviously, there's these extremes. So, you know,
1: minus the extremes. dude, it's this easy. Let's say if you've been through something horribly traumatic and you feel like you're in a bad place because that happened to you, well, then take an inventory of your thoughts. Did your thoughts the next day were 60, 70% of those thoughts based around the shit that you went through and the way that you feel about it and how sad it makes you and how you wish it would have never happened? There's your problem. It's crazy, but it's that simple, right? It's that simple. It really is that simple. Now, I'm not saying that you have to forget bad things happened because that's never going to happen. It's not realistic. What I'm telling you is shift the amount of time you allocate to thinking about those types of things. So if you are in a bad place because something bad happened to you, well, stop thinking about it so much and start thinking about where you want to be and think about, you know, the productive side of life where you're trying to get and don't spend so much time focusing on what happened to you. And ultimately people that get in really bad situations and really dark places is because I would say the majority of their time, 80, 90, hundred percent of their time is them focusing on what happened to them and how they wish it wouldn't have happened.
3: And I think in the same token though, it, it can be done where, you know, if you, you know you guys know the difference between shame and guilt. I don't. This is how I was explained it. It was explained to me. Shame is something that you're not going to you don't necessarily learn from and move on. Like shaming and it's like a negative connotation and you know, bad, not good or you know, bad. Guilt can be that, you know, maybe you changed your cheat meal to today instead of tomorrow or whatever, you know, and you can you can work with that and learn with learn and it's okay to feel guilt but move the freak on, right? Yeah, so listen, this line in the book- Shame is not a a serving. Like you can't like, you don't benefit from shame, but you could from guilt if you can move on and you learn from it because we're all going to make mistakes, but it's what you choose to do with it and how you look at that and say, okay, I don't like to feel guilty and I know that that goes against my core beliefs, so I'm probably not going to go down that road again and learn from it and then move on. Like make up the time you lost for for the time that you
1: came off that trail. So try to- this this line of the book goes right in like right in line with what you're saying. Uh James Allen says, "Every man is where he is by the law of his being. The thoughts which he has built into his character have brought him there. And in the arrangement of his life there's no element of chance, but all is the result of a law which cannot err. This is just as true of those who feel out of harmony with their surroundings as of those who are contented with them." Guys, this means that like you're not in the position that you're in and you're not experiencing the things that you're, you're experiencing, you're not feeling the way you're feeling just because, just like accidentally things happen to you, nothing is chance because this cannot err. It says this law cannot err and this law is, what are you thinking about? What are your thoughts? What do they consist of? You put yourself, <laughs> this is the hardest part to say, if you're in a shitty situation, it's because you either put yourself there or you allowed yourself to get there and you have full control of changing it. Dude, so when you read that, it was eloqu- eloquently worded,
3: right? Mm-hmm. And I it reminded me of a quote I heard a long time ago that was one of my favorites. And it's basically what you just summed up, but it was, everything you are and you have today is due to something you used to want and think about. And it's, very, it's a simple quote. It's, it's like one plus one equals two. Everything that you are today and you think about, right, and you have, is because of something you used to want and think about, and if you think about that for a minute, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Marcus, you're in better shape because you wanted to make a change and you did it, and you know these other benefits. That's that's simple. That's math. That's that makes sense. But we could complicate it though and twist it up in our minds, and that's where you can get
1: stuck. But I love the simplicity of this. That's that's why I'm trying to, and I keep on hitting you guys with this disclaimer of, I know it sounds overly simple, but it's simple. It is really. Really, really simple. When you start breaking it down. Now, learning how to practice this and being diligent with it, that's a different story. That's not so simple. But we're we're literally giving you the, like, step one, step two, step three, the things that you can start doing today to start shifting this so that it works in your favor.
0: I'm sure it takes practice, too. It's not like... I'm going to start tomorrow and turn all this on and it's going to be fixed. Dude, you it's have to do it like take you lift some weights. conditioning. You know what I mean? You're going to have to get better at it and eventually you may not be good at it tomorrow, but, you know, in a couple months down the road, maybe you're a lot better than you were when you started. You it's know no what different, I
1: mean? It's no different than going to the gym. It's yeah. no different than working out any other muscle except for this one has way more lasting impacts on your life. Uh, another line in the book which I really love. Um, this one's powerful. Um... Basically, I'm just going to read it for you. It's it's long, but it's good. Good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results. Bad thoughts and actions can never produce good results. This is but saying that nothing can come from corn but corn. Nothing from nettles but nettles. Men understand this law in the natural world and work with it, but but few understand it in the mental and moral world, though its operation there is just as simple and undeviating, and they, therefore, do not cooperate with it. Condition and circumstance of his life. Nope. Um, yeah, so that's the end of that part. It, it, it goes back to the whole part of being simple. Nothing can come from corn but corn. What does that mean? I mean if you plant corn, you're going to get corn. You're not going to get potatoes. So this is very simple. If you're thinking about <laughs> good thoughts and actions can never produce bad results, is that true? Yeah. How? I mean, think about it. Can good thoughts and actions, now you may not get immediately what you were hoping to get out of it and somebody may respond differently and some external force may be like, ooh, you know, distract you for a minute. But ultimately, good thoughts and good actions are always, always, always going to produce good results. It's, it's science, it's the universe. It's not some magical law.
2: And if you've been thinking about it, you've probably been making steps to get closer to those thoughts, which means you're closer to achieving your goal than you were before you were thinking. 100%. Absolutely, so I think it's people are going to struggle with this a little bit.
3: I, I get it, and it makes sense to me. But I've heard, I don't know how many meetings I've been in, and someone's like, well, you know, I think he had good intentions, and, you know, he really did all he could, and, you know, it was kind of destined to fail from the beginning or whatever, and, like, kind of taking the responsibility away from the situation because he's a good person and he did his best and all those things, right? But what I'm hearing is, so that was strike one, right? you got to keep swinging. And maybe you get to you know, learn from it and grow from it. And if it's, if it's from a good place, it's not going to end horribly. And so who decides when it ends? If you do, are you
1: in a good place? Are you coming from a good point of view? The best part is when you talk about strike one, strike two, strike three. A- endless eight, strikes. Endless. Yeah, You can, you can mess Just up over and over and, over and over again. Yeah. But as long as you're constantly correcting yourself and, and being aware of those thoughts and actions – Bam, guys, I'm telling you, it's that you Decide easy. how long you want to be in the batter's box. Guys, you can I'm, decide it's two pitches or 200. Just start with one thought a day. Start with being conscious of one freaking thought. Marcus, when you wake up tomorrow and you're thinking about something that you feel like may not be productive, stop, think about what you're thinking about, think about what you thought about for the previous 30 minutes leading up to that and say, okay, well, I want to think about this. I want to think about that because this is going to help me reach my goals. This is going to make me happy. And what I was thinking about before isn't going to do that for me. Now, if you have ADD like me, it's really hard to stay focused on one thought for very long. I caught myself today. I literally was chasing myself around in my head because I had something that I had to confront. It wasn't a big deal. It was was a response to an email, but I had to freaking confront it. I would get 10, 15, 20% into a solution in my head and my brain would be like, you like that boat that you got? How do you like that boat? Hey, hold, uh, what do you have? We had dinner. What and I, dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I literally had to like, I was chasing a rabbit and I had to stop, and it was painful. It got to the point where I felt stupid for a second like, come on, dude, just focus and work through this. I spent an hour fighting and wrestling with myself, chasing down this thought until I came up with a solution. And guess how I felt when I was done?
3: Amazing like
1: a million bucks, dude. I literally. So I have a hard time unwinding at the end of the day because I'm constantly in work mode. Go, 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 go. That right there, I even texted my wife this on the way home. Um, she's like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Whatever. She's asked me how my day was. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I get like super anxious around 6 or 6.30, 7 o'clock because I feel like I should have accomplished more during that day than I really did. Even though I have, and she responded, she's like, you accomplished more in an hour than most people do in a week. And she's very nice about it. And it's true i I, i'm a very productive person but i was feeling very unaccomplished and then i went and tackled this thought i did it on my mountain bike ride when i was going up the trail and i just forced myself to go back and back and back and back and hammer it out dude instantly any anxiety was gone any like restlessness gone and i didn't even solve a big problem but i trained myself to be able to work through something that had to be worked through in a positive way and make it made it a productive happy experience rather than letting it be something that was just nagging me, nagging, 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 just looming over me because that's what it was doing. It literally was just looming over me. And uh, I've found that that is, this isn't the only time I've done that. I've done this a lot in my life. And like I said, especially for somebody like me, who I feel has a really hard time focusing on one thing at a time, um, it's very powerful. And whether you have ADD or you don't, just find a way and find some time to be able to focus on this or that. Or one thing, rather than letting your thoughts bounce all over the place. Because in this day and age, dude, it's so freaking easy to get distracted. If you don't want to think about something, all you got to do is just pull up your phone, right? And then, bam, Instagram takes you to a different planet. Yeah, All these distractions are so readily available where they didn't used to be. This is why, like, I envy the guys that grew up in, you know, the 1800s and the Wild West and times without technology because they were forced to sit and think through. That's why I think some of the coolest, greatest innovations ever were created during these times because they didn't have those distractions. And I know that during those times they still had distractions, but I don't think it was like it is today where it's like so instant gratification like it's I don't like want
2: to th- rattle snakes.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, the, <laughs> uh,
4: the good old hoop and a stick just yeah. down the street.
1: <laughs> and so I, I think I'm going to have to write
0: some things down. I, you know what I mean? I like constant reminders like to look at like open it up be like okay, this is what I'm supposed to be thinking about. This is what I want to do. what i want to accomplish you know what i mean
1: did i tell you guys i think i have mentioned this on one of the podcasts uh free form writing basically i I bought a journal do it and stayed and and i caught myself uh when i started feeling a little unproductive i realized i wasn't doing it i wasn't writing down my thoughts and so all these things uh that i needed to do or needed to think about were just kind of like skating by the front of my mind and i'd be like oh i need to deal with that and then bam it was gone And then all of a sudden I start to feel, that's when you start to feel scatterbrained because you have all these things that you know you need to do or feel or think, but you're not allowing yourself to like grab a hold of them and deal with them. That is literally the definition of being scatterbrained. And that's why you feel unproductive. That's why you feel restless. That's why you feel anxious. So don't let that happen. But on the same token, don't feel like you need to take on everything at once. Just handle one thing at a time. Yeah. Work through one problem at a time. Don't view it as a problem. View it as a puzzle. View it as something that you just got to figure out a solution to. Just take on the challenge. And whether you resolve it or you don't, at least if you, I promise you right now, if you give it a good, honest effort, you'll feel like a million bucks. Oh, Absolutely. And you'll be that much closer to actually solving the problem. So the theme of tonight's show is manage your thoughts. Think about what you're thinking about and pay close attention to it. Start writing it down, start keeping track of it, start keeping an inventory of it. And I promise you, if you do this within 24 to 48 hours, it'll happen this quickly, your attitude and your state of mind will change. And if you're unhappy, I promise you, this will bring you more happiness than you had yesterday. This may not solve your problems long-term, well, it will, but it's not gonna do it immediately. But you will, experience more satisfaction and more happiness the minute you start working on this so our checklist marcus did you write down those first the first item was was to buy the book as a man thinketh yep get the audio book audio book or the uh paperback
0: and read it number two was write down your thoughts
1: uh down. have an inventory write down and inventory i'm writing this stuff down because it's part of the checklist for me is writing my own checklist um, and the best way to do The writing down your thoughts And inventorying them Is just do that freeform writing That I was telling you about It doesn't have to be eloquent It doesn't have to be A beautiful story In fact It's best if it doesn't make sense To anybody but you a Bunch of chicken scratch That's all it is Because you'll be able to Go back and reference that and be like Oh yeah That's that's what I was thinking about Yeah. And you'll find that What you think about Throughout the day It's who you are It's what you've become And it's what you're going to Continue to be It's just that simple what was number three? Uh, I can't remember, but I've got a bunch of the, like the triggers. That's right. So number three is going to be find your trigger, and um, the best like the best place to start that and label that would be
0: laugh, laugh. Find a mirror and smile at yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, be
1: grateful. Find a song, uh, oh Sherry, eighties jam, whatever it is. I don't care. Find that one thing that you know has the ability to like put you at least like it's something that you like or enjoy. Yeah, go hit it. But at the same, you know, on that same, you know, along those same lines, don't go do something that is instant gratification, like smoke a cigarette if it's a bad habit, right? Like, don't go do something that you know is bad, but even though it brings you like satisfaction short term, don't do that. All right. That's not, I don't want you guys to confuse that and say, well, doing this thing makes me happy. Well, what are the long term results of that? I'm talking about find healthy things that make you happy find those healthy thoughts and behaviors and habits. Um, so number three, find your trigger. Did we establish number four? I don't
0: think so. I think that's as far as we got. I just got a bunch of catchphrase like uh, quotes that I thought were cool. Be aggressive and borderline stupid. With what? I don't remember, but I thought it was cool.
1: It's it's For me, it's being aggressive and borderline stupid means oversimplify things to the point where... Uh, you actually feel like you're oversimplifying them because that's how you're going to understand them best. Take the time to just honestly let yourself have a win. Like work through the, the, these little situations and dilemmas and problems and be aggressive about it. And I'm telling you, this is the key to happiness because it's like my blessing told me, happiness is a choice. It's not an occurrence. It's not something that happened to you. I mean, one you? of them could be cheer yourself on. you yeah. be willing to cheer yourself on. So you got this, the fist, fist pump, it. and believe it, I, I believe it. Dude, I probably do that 10, 15 times a day. You got this, you're the man, fist pump. I look like a crazy person if people were following me around like, but you know what, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, I'm satisfied. And these are things that I've always done in my life. Not always, but I was brought up doing these things and Kenny, you helped me learn them at an early age. But you know, when I found myself frustrated and, and feeling a little unfulfilled over the last few months, I realized I wasn't doing this stuff. Right.
3: Yeah uh, the outcome you are getting isn't aligned with who you are, nope. and it threw you off because you have an inner battle constantly, right?
1: But you start looking everywhere, but inside.
3: Right. So you start looking at
1: all these external things. Are you pissing me off? Are you pissing me off? Is that person you know, who's doing this to me? Why do I feel this way? Problem Stop is doing they were that.
3: all probably right. They were all pissing off because you were already pissed off. But it makes it even a harder cycle to break. And that's where I think it, you, you have to consciously go back to, like, if you treat your mind like your body and you know what it is you want, right? You want to you be buff or you want to be skinny, you want to whatever, and you focus on those things, then you're more careful what you're putting into it like you are food or whatever. Like, I know this sounds, I know I've mentioned this a few times, but, like, if I look at food like it's fuel, I know I'm going to have this sustained energy for this amount of time. I'm going to give my muscles the nutrients it needs and all these things so I can have a good workout or recover from workout. I mean, there's a purpose for it. If we think about what we're going to get out of something over the next hour, like you do food, like each meal is going to help fuel you, well, what is going to fuel your thoughts? What is going to help fuel me to be the person I, I know I am and I want to be more of? Is it vegging out? There's times I'm going to enjoy some enjoyment, right? Or is it going to be learning, like Dave mentioned earlier? Is it going to be focusing on enjoyable you know, memories? Uh, one, of the, one of the things Tony Robbins does, and I love this, is that he has this moment where you – Focus on something that made you the greatest joy. Maybe is when your child was born. You think about it. You focus on it. You put it in the palm of your hand. You squeeze it tighter and tighter. And you focus on that emotion, that energy, and that great joy. And then you amplify it by 10 and more and more and more and more. And then you just accept that feeling. And you can change your state just like that. Just by going down memory lane on something that you love and that brings you happiness.
0: So maybe instead of like your child being born, it was like the process of conceiving your child. Making the baby. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Mm. You times that, that by might. 10. Yeah. I like
3: that. And then you multiply that and then what? Yeah. What do you get? Well, hopefully. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I, I just, I love this conversation. I love this topic uh, because we're always in our heads. And, and you and I had a conversation not too long ago where I, t- I shared with you that I made a commitment to talk to other people about what's rat- rattling around in my head, simply because at work, if I try to put everything on myself and I think that I, it's all stuff that I have to fix or whatever, what do I have employees for? What do I have people that help me with these things? And if I give it to them and trust they can help me and do those things, then all of a sudden that burden was getting lighter. But if I set them up disappointment or don't think they can help, I mean, it just is interesting. So we had this conversation, you know. I think while you were going through a little bit of this battle in terms of. What am I allowing my thoughts to do round and around and around? I have to get them out. I do. That's what works for me. I have to get them out. And it, and it's being careful who you talk to because they can feed into it. It goes round and around even faster. Or you can talk to somebody like Dave, Kylie, uh, <laughs> Diesel Dave, and he's going to help you see the good in it. And he'll ask you the hard questions like, Huh? Well, how does that make you feel? He'll do those things and make you feel better and love you for it. And so everyone should just get to know this guy. If you see him, mob him, please. <laughs>
1: uh, they already do. <laughs> so here's how we're going to wrap it up. And we're going to wrap it up with the final principle here um, that I feel like is a good one to focus on. And I'm going to read again. I'm sorry for reading this stuff line for line, word for word, but honestly, it's the only way to get the message across because he delivered this stuff so clearly. Uh, he says, A man only begins to be a man when he ceases to whine and revile, and commences to search for the hidden justice which regulates his life, and as he adapts his mind to that regulating factor, he ceases to accuse others as the cause of his condition, and builds himself up in strong and noble thoughts, cease to kick against circumstances, but begins to use them as aids to his more rapid progress, and as a means of discovering the hidden powers and possibilities within himself. What's that mean? Stop bitching, stop moaning, stop crying. It's not gonna bring you any sort of happiness. Now doesn't listen, get you anywhere. it's okay to grieve, it's okay to feel sadness, it's okay to feel anger. But those are temporary emotions that you need to move past quickly. Best way to put it, stop becoming a victim, stop feeling like you're where you're at because some outside person influence or circumstance put you there you're in a bad spot because you let yourself get there
0: season two man kicked it
1: off with a (laughs) heater (laughs) this is this is honestly kicked it off with something that i personally what do you mean
0: well i just feel like you're talking to me i'm sitting here looking right at you i'm like man shit i'm doing
1: this wrong this this is why we do
0: this i'm talking to myself i'm just like i'm so stoked right now man
1: be conscious of it be aware of it
0: i got a checklist completely unrelated though and it's something that you kind of initiated what's that a Diesel Dave challenge. Fitness. A, oh, yeah. You have no idea? No, you got to wear a long sleeve hooded t-shirt oh and, yeah, and you cannot stop your workout till it's completely 100% stoked or, or soaked yeah. from your sweat.
2: And and you're stoked.
0: Yeah, and you're stoked.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> stoked I, and
0: soaked. I, 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 you did that video. You showed him in the gym and like he was wearing like a hood and his long sleeve and it was I, completely soaked. Dude, that was a terrible example. Too I want to try that.
1: When I'm talking Dave's soaked, like he is... His hoodie starts out gray, and I he leaves there, out. and it's a black. He can literally wring it out. And I've seen him dripping from it before, and I'm like, dude, we'll just like run through the sprinklers. I literally thought, like, he got himself wet. Can that be I've a been, checklist item? I've been to thinking do the about challenge? leaving
2: an empty cup in front of the gym and wringing my shirt out into it and see. And when, it, when it's filled all the way up, that's when I'm done. That'd
3: that's be how, pretty that's cool. How you pay that's how he deuce. sets the bar, dude. You can't leave unless you put as much if in. If you do
0: I it, know. I want to see the pictures, so send it to us on the Instagram. We all, on the we Instagram. all get
2: a cup and <sighs> go for 10 hours. Yeah, that's I love it, dude. Add it to the
1: checklist. That is yeah. that is uh, unrelated to the exact topic yeah, that often we're talking about. Filled. But I love it because it's the same thing. You know, when we talk about adding, well, what did we talk about, I buy those popcorner things to the checklist once. Yeah. yeah, and I had I saw people all over the damn country buying those things and sending me pictures, right. and they were loving them. So I just want to see
0: a bunch of sweaty men in full length <laughs> t-shirts. You know what I mean?
1: It's a it's a strange fetish, but
0: I know I can, I can get into that. I
2: can yeah. go sweat suits.
1: We go sweatsuits?
2: Yeah, we can get sweat. Do we still have
1: our matching tracksuits from seven eight? Uh, me, you, and Bug.
2: <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I still have
1: that kicking around. Somewhere. I got that Did picture for sure. Tank? Yeah, t- or or Do Doc. Boog.
0: Huh? Me to say Boog?
1: Doc. Were you there when he tried to rename himself? No, he's not Bug. Remember, he wanted us to call him Tank or Doc. I
0: mean, well, Boog, both. Both
1: one. are pretty was cool names, Tank? dude. I love it. Bug's a man. Like I, I think Bug. I met up with him, him in this.
0: Washington D.C. Bug's doing well, dude. Yeah, he's killing it, man. He's a super. Super doing, super good with his work, and yep. he's happy. And keep on, keep he was on, working right? out. He's he's, he's, he's been, been listening to thoughts. the
1: podcast. He's a good example of somebody who I, I've watched him personally take control of like circumstances and thoughts, and and make the best of them.
0: Yeah, we actually talk quite a bit like uh, about uh, some of the trigger stuff that he works with that like gets him to overcome certain situations, like with anxiety. Yeah, and he
1: swears by him, and he's dude. I'm telling you, find those freaking triggers. Yeah. something triggers you whether it's a, a laugh smile tap your fingers bonk this twist that like there's they're real things yeah it's physical things that are simple and easy to understand you just need to find out what works for you so listen guys uh obviously we love you all we appreciate you listening um we do care about your well-being and so much so that i felt like it was you know appropriate to step away from the podcast while i made sure that i was in the best headspace to be able to give you guys the best content Maybe Dave, Kenny, Marcus, they were they were there the whole time. They probably were. Um, and I appreciate their patience while I, you know, made sure that I was the best version of me to be able to, you know, communicate with you guys and give you this information. So moving forward, we should be able to see episodes more regularly. And, guys, I want you to understand, like, I, I feel like I keep telling you this, but I didn't go through anything major. And I feel like that's a critical thing to remember because even dumb little things, we allow us to, pull ourselves so far off track. And I think that's what I, I allowed to happen, just dumb little things. And I forgot about this, forgot about that. And uh, just realized that I wasn't being the you know, ultimate version of myself, which uh, I'm constantly striving to become every day. And that's the reason why we do this. And that's the reason why we, don't, we want you guys to implement the checklist items because I'm telling you, it'll change your life overnight. That simple, guys. Thank you for listening. Share it with a friend. Please subscribe, review it. Do all that good stuff for us, and we will see you next week.